I am Tom Holland, and this is Fitness Disrupted 2.0. Let's talk about food. Let's talk about that four-letter word. There's two four-letter words for me in fitness. One is bulk, (laughs) and the other one is diet. And both, now that I think about it, will keep you from achieving your goals if you believe the myths and misconceptions behind both of those. And I always have issues with rankings, with rankings about diets and things like that. You know, you got to be really careful what they're basing the criteria on and This one works, though. This one's been around for a while, and I'm just going to go through it, and it supports what we've been talking about for years now, what I've been talking about for years on Fitness Disrupted, what I've been talking about for years on my radio show and in my books and in my articles as well when it comes to eating and what is healthy. Is there one way? Of course not. Of course not, but there is science, and there are certain things We have to look at. And when we see patterns over and over and the same things coming up in the studies and the same things being uh, put forth as being healthy and having healthful benefits, then maybe we start to say, hmm, maybe I should look into that. And that's exactly what I did many years ago when I started both on my personal health and wellness journey and career-wise. So I'm reading studies, I'm looking at research decades ago, and I start to see things, right? Fruits and vegetables, fruits, let's start with fruits. You go, okay, start to read about the benefits. And I go, that's probably something I should consume. There's a lot of things in in fruits that are healthy. Blueberries, blueberries came up over and over, right? Kind of digress, but I'm trying not to. <laughs> so blueberries, you know, and bananas for sports performance and things like that. That started to come up, right? So I'm I'm go- thinking, yeah, I'm gonna start eating fruits, and then looking into more research into that. Vegetables, same thing. Okay, then whole grains started coming up. Is pasta bad for you? No. And again, there was a lot of crossover between my athletic endeavors, the Ironmans and the marathons, ultra marathons bodybuilding back in the day, natural bodybuilding. So whole grains start coming up and then oatmeal specific type of things and fiber. And then there was beans and seeds, right? And some nuts, healthy fats, avocados. And I started thinking, okay, so I started consuming these foods. I want to be healthy. I want to live a long life. I want to feel good and look good. And these foods specifically started, you know, coming up over and over and over again. And so over time, incorporated all of those things in, you know, moderation. (laughs) Carbs, yes, I'm going to eat healthy carbs. Less processed carbs, complex carbs. I'm going to eat fats, but healthier fats. And I'm going to consume protein. And then when it comes to protein, what did I see that, you know, probably shouldn't eat 
a lot of animal-based proteins. Now, I know there's going to be some people go, absolutely incorrect. Listen, moderation. Not eating red meat seven days a week. I've talked about that and the amount that is consumed and what is consumed with that. Again, there's just research. So I said, I need protein, but less red meat. And to be honest, I was never a red meat person. If you serve it to me, you know, I'm going to eat it, but I don't seek it out. My protein sources are generally more fish-based, more eggs, you know, some protein powders, the occasional red meat. But again, the research was saying probably shouldn't have a lot of it. So I'm not going to. I want to be as healthy as possible. And when I see the research over and over and over and over again, then I'm going to start to follow it. And so fast forward to me doing some research and reading books like the Blue Zones and research about, you know, um, different studies. uh, And you start to see that, yeah, there's a name for it. Okay, (laughs) there's a name for it. I didn't know that. I didn't start out eating a Mediterranean diet because I read about the Mediterranean diet is my point. It was a puzzle that I slowly put together over time. Okay? Yeah, there was a seven countries study I'll talk about real quickly in one of these articles that goes to the Mediterranean diet. But again, I didn't find the Mediterranean diet and start following it. It came from all the research I had been doing and continue to do to this day. Okay? And so, the uh, well, let's go just through a couple quick diet facts. More than half of all Americans followed a diet last year, according to the International Food Information Council. And consumers in the U.S. spend $33 billion annually on these ventures, on diets. And, and the related products that go with them. And so let me just say, when people say eating healthy is expensive, nope. Nope. Yes, you can find some really inexpensive bad food. Totally agree with that. But you can also buy healthy food, especially in bulk, and make it just as inexpensive, if not more so, if you buy like 10 pounds of oatmeal as I do at one time. Okay? And... According to this research, only 20% of dieters will be able to keep their lost weight off for 12 months. I think that number is really high. I don't find that accurate, (laughs) but fine. Let's say one-fifth. But we all know most people, most people struggle to keep it off. Uh, So this U.S. News and World Report comes out every year, and this is what today's podcast is about. They ranked 24 diets this year instead of 40. And what was the number one? Now, they have different categories. I'm only touching on overall today. Only touching on the overall category that they looked at. But let me give you just a little background into the U.S. News and World Report uh, research. Uh, They have a panel of leading medical and nutrition experts. Uh, These people uh, specialize in diabetes, heart health, weight loss. Okay, And these panelists review these diets. They review each diet, and they're going to grade them. And this is why I like this report better than most. They're looking at healthiness, safety, ease of following, huge. Promoting a healthy, sustainable lifestyle, huge. Okay, so these are really good categories, criteria for grading the diets. And 
they say, I love this, the goal is to manage your weight long-term and eat healthfully. That's two goals. That's two goals, okay? And those are really important goals, right? Goal is to manage your weight long-term, right? Not a diet with an end date. And to eat healthfully. It's not about what we don't eat. Don't tell me what you're not eating. Tell me what you are. The foods we eat are protective. And we don't grasp that enough. We need to eat healthy foods to be as healthy as possible. Yes, we want to cut out the bad stuff. But if you intermittently fast and eat garbage when you eat processed foods, what's the point? It's actually going to be a a bigger negative, I will argue, than if you didn't fast at all. That is a cycle of insanity, in my opinion. Okay? And so the uh, panelists were looking at which plans are most likely to help their readers reach their goals. That's important. You know, I talk about when I look at studies and research, whether it's nutrition or exercise or behavior modification, doesn't matter what the healthiest is if you can't do it, if you don't want to do it. You know, if I told you burpees were the, the only way to the best way or, you know, certainly you had to run, people could go, well, I don't want to, I can't do it. There's so many other options. So <laughs> what you can do long term is everything. And that is one of the reasons this is the best overall diet, because it's not a diet. It's a way of eating. And for those of you who have no idea what the Mediterranean diet is, I'm going to tell you again. And I'll tell you this over and over again. Okay, and what's really cool is when I describe it, a lot of other types of eating, vegan, vegetarian, all that stuff, fall within the Mediterranean diet if you wanted to. And that's another reason it makes sense and another reason it works. And so the uh, panelists, they looked at medical journals, they looked at government reports uh, to create these profiles for the diets. Okay, and again, they used to look at 40 uh, now they only did 24. And again, there's other categories. I'll talk about it at a separate time today. It's just best overall diet. All right. Now, here are the questions. You go, well, what, what are they basing it on? I get what you just said. That's pretty broad. You know, what are the specifics? What are they looking at? Well, they asked, here's a bunch of questions. Are all food groups included in the diet? Are nutrient-rich foods emphasized? Again, people, we need to eat healthy foods to get those nutrients. Does the diet require vitamins, nutrient supplements, fiber drinks, or hard-to-find specialized products? Again, is this something you can do for a lifetime? Or are you beholden to these crazy products, usually ridiculously expensive products, that you get really sick of really quickly? Does the diet encourage a healthy and realistic timeline for weight loss? I would argue the Mediterranean diet doesn't have... A timeline. There's no timeline. And there's and it's, and it's not focused on weight loss. If you follow it, absolutely. 100% you're going to lose weight. No question. Is a plan for maintaining weight loss included? Again, that is not the focus of the Mediterranean diet. It is just people eating healthfully, enjoying their foods, adding in the social element, as I'll talk about, adding in movement, as that is part of it, social connections, mindful eating, all of the above. Okay, but these are the questions, again, that they're looking at. Um, Are the foods called for widely available and easy to procure? If you can't get it, 
you're not going to do it long term. Can the diet be modified to meet cultural, religious, or other personal preferences? Now, just the term modified, that diets aren't allowed to be modified. Here's what you can have. You modify them based on what they tell you you can have for the first two weeks. So you have this rapid weight loss. So you control, you know, you cut out carbs and things like that that retain water. So you're going to see the scale move. But you're not allowed to modify. That's the whole point. They don't work if you modify them. The fad diets. How time-consuming is the planning, shopping, and preparation of meals and snacks? I love that they are looking at this real-world stuff. Can you get it? Does it require a lot of extra stuff? And how time-consuming is it? Listen, Mediterranean diet is, is amazing for me because I'm really lazy when it comes to cooking. I don't enjoy it at all. A little bit, tiny bit. I don't even call it cooking. It's more food preparation. But, like, it's really easy to prepare fruit <laughs> right it's really easy to cook an egg for me and i do a lot of these things ahead of time in bulk so i don't have to do it every day so that's important yes let's look at the science but then let's look at the behavioral modifications you might have to make to do this long term can the diet be easily adapted for the whole family it's so important on so many levels I'm going to eat and do exactly what I expect my kids to do. What are we teaching our kids with food, with exercise, with all of the above? I don't want... Now, yeah, there's people who have special dietary requirements based on medical issues, many. That's different. Okay? Can the diet be easily adapted to the whole family? And again, because the Mediterranean way of eating, I don't even like saying diet after the, the term Mediterranean. The Mediterranean way of eating has so much flexibility, which the way we eat should, just like exercise should. Why would you do one type of exercise for the rest of your life that you didn't enjoy? You're not going to. But are there not, as I talk about every week just about, so many different ways to raise your heart rate, so many different ways to, uh, uh, you know, strain your muscles positively, you know, lift weights, challenge your muscles. Yeah. Same thing with food. Is age, body type, and activity level considered when recommendations are prescribed? Again, doesn't even really apply to Mediterranean diet in a good way. All right. So many of you are going, okay, you've, you've read the questions that they're, they're looking at in rating these diets, but what the heck is the best diet overall, the Mediterranean diet? Well, I'm gonna read verbatim here. It is based on the traditional way of eating in the 21 countries that border the Mediterranean Sea, including, including Greece, Italy, Croatia, Lebanon, Turkey, and Monaco. People who live in this diverse area eat, here you go, people, different types of food. There's variety. All right, important. According to years of research and evidence, primarily eating plant-based foods, such as fruit and vegetables, <laughs> while incorporating whole grains, here we go, beans, nuts, seafood, lean poultry, and unsaturated fat from extra virgin olive oil, is an incredibly good, um, is incredibly good for overall well-being. Think of all that great, diverse, those options. Whole grains. You know how many different types of food fall into that category? Beans, nuts, seafood. Seafood. 
Some people are like, oh, I, I can't stand seafood. Fine. But you have options. And within seafood, like I'm a salmon and tuna person for the most part. Lean poultry. If you're vegan, vegetarian, fine. That fits here, as I'll outline shortly. But years of research and evidence. Again, primarily plant-based foods. Can you have a little meat? Yeah. If you have an ethical reason for not doing it, can you do that? Of course. Okay? And yet people all over the world already eat this way. Different cultures. And the fact that, again, based on your culture, you can eat this way, that is so important. But they're just, what are they doing? They're using different produce, different seafood, right? Different herbs and things like that. But what's most important is the nutrient-rich foods are being consumed. You're going to hear me say it over and over and over again till the day I die at age 158 or whatever it is. We need to eat food. We need to have a healthy relationship with food. We need to sit down and enjoy our foods. Americans sit down generally and think, what can't I eat? That is not the way to... It's not the way to eat. And in traveling the world, I had some incredible experiences in places like Rome and Paris doing events and then eating there, even though we're exporting obesity and, you know, processed foods all around the world now. But when you eat in certain areas like these Mediterranean countries, they enjoy their foods and they eat just about everything in moderation, quality, as I'm going to outline over quantity. And that's, that's everything. All right. I said it earlier, and I've talked about this on prior podcasts, social interactions during meals, that's a big part of the Mediterranean way of eating. You know, we eat in our cars. We eat at our desks. We need to sit and eat with family. We need to have, you know, breakfast, dinners. You know, I was amazed when I did Ironman Germany years ago, 1999. I had to do a homestay, stay with a German family, with a couple other athletes. There weren't enough hotels in Roth, Germany. And the father came home at lunch, and we all ate together. Huge, but what we would consider dinner. And that was the same for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And I believe the father, I think he rode his bike to work, which was obviously close enough, but he came home for lunch. And we ate, and it was bread, and it was fruit and vegetables, and so many things that so many people believe they can't have. Not true. And so, yes, the social interactions, the lifestyle changes, the eating with friends and family, socializing, it's a huge part of it. You know, mindfully eating. That, I think that's a big buzzword that can get misconstrued, but it's true. It's like, <laughs> how many people like consume an entire bag of potato chips in front of the TV don't even realize they've eaten them? Yeah, I've been there. We can't do that frequently. We can do it, but that is not the way to eat the majority of our calories, which so many people do, okay? And yes, that mindful eating also goes to mindful movement and exercise when it comes to the Mediterranean diet. Let me read again. Just going to pull some really... Uh, just great lines from, from an article on this study. It's a simple yet effective approach. It's such a simple line. I'm like, I got to pull that out. It's a simple yet effective approach. Those are the ones that work. Simple, 
yet effective. It's a push-up. It's a plank. It's a squat. It's going for a walk. It's taking the stairs. All the things that we're told to do that we don't do because we don't value them. We don't think it's enough. And when I used to train clients and I would talk with them about healthy eating and everything I'm talking about here, I'd say, yeah, you know, I had oatmeal with blueberries and four eggs for breakfast and, you know, some chia seeds on top. They go, oh, that's too much food. I can't eat that much. And to be honest, if we are carrying around excess weight, you're consuming those calories sometime else, oftentimes not in the healthy way that I just described. All right. Uh, Let me read on. Numerous studies have shown that this dietary model, again, that's Mediterranean, uh, reduces the risk of certain chronic health conditions, such as cardiovascular disease and type 2 diabetes. Number one killer globally, right there. Okay. While promoting a longer lifespan and higher quality of life. (sighs) I'm going to get worked up. I mean, what more could you ask for? Uh, uh, Reduces the risk of certain chronic health conditions such as cardiovascular disease, type 2 diabetes, longer lifespan, higher quality of life. Sign me up. Sign me up. Okay. And this, as I said earlier, kind of first documented in this uh, study known as the Seven Countries Study. And it was looking at the relationship between diet and heart health, heart disease um, in uh, over, it was about 13,000 people living in Greece, Italy, Japan, Finland, uh, former Yugoslavia, Netherlands, and the United States from about 1958 to 1999. And so they saw these patterns and they saw these foods and they saw everything I just described. Okay. And they also found that the type of fat, now this is, (laughs) again, huge, uh, you know, topic for debate amongst many people. But according to this research, uh, study demonstrated the type of fat. So saturated, mono, uh, mono unsaturated or polyunsaturated matters far more for cardiovascular health than total fat intake. Again, a lot of debate about this. I'm going to go with what, I, what I've been reading over and over and over again, okay? And so, you know, they say even up to like 40% of total calories from fat could be okay and heart healthy as long as you're eating the right types of fat, unsaturated. And I know there's a lot of meat-eating people, friends of mine, the fitness industry, who are like, nope, you're wrong. Okay, I'm going to err on that side. You do your thing. I'm going to do my thing. That's fine. It's all good, okay? I'm just giving you the the statistics and the data. Okay, really quickly, here's like, again, why it works so well, why it's the best overall. It's family-friendly. As we talked about earlier, can you, you know, modify this for the entire family with little to no modification? Of course. And you can balance it for all ages. My kids eat a Mediterranean-style diet just like my wife and I, is a totally different foods, oftentimes, not all the time, but it's modifiable. It's, yes, budget-friendly, even though, again, you hear all the time, it's really expensive to eat healthy. Nope. You don't have to go expensive. You can buy in bulk. You just got to find the stuff you like. It is planet-friendly. If you're into that, like, why wouldn't you be, right? You can make those food choices. It's largely plant-based again. So for those, uh, you know, into that style of eating and living, of course. That's better, right? And totally fits into that category. As I said earlier, vegan and vegetarian friendly, okay? 
You can modify it for that. Gluten-free friendly if you want. Kosher friendly. And it's generally low fat. Moderate consumption of healthy fats. Again, olive oil is huge in the Mediterranean diet. And you're trying to avoid the, uns uh, the saturated fats. And you want around 30% or less of calories from fat. Okay? There you go. What were the other two? Um, I, I laugh. Uh, same two, uh, second and third, tied for second for best overall diet, DASH diet and flexitarian diet. They're really similar to the, to the Mediterranean. They reduce or eliminate processed foods and they stress just like the Mediterranean diet, fruits and vegetables and beans and whole grains and nuts and seeds and things like that. Okay, the DASH diet is more specific in limiting salt intake Okay, and that's a big blood pressure thing. Um, flexitarian diet, I wrote about this in my book, um, my sports nutrition book, Eat, uh, <laughs> Swim, Bike, Run, Eat. I'm getting worked up. Because it just, it was ridiculous to me. It just means you can do whatever you want, pretty much. <laughs> Not whatever you want. But the in in uh, occasional, here we go, <sighs> occasional meat, poultry, stuff like that, that's still Mediterranean. I don't know why. You know, words matter, and yes, maybe I'm overly sensitive sometimes, but I don't think so. It's too important, and it's too confusing. So you go, okay, what's the difference between flexitarian and Mediterranean? In my opinion, nothing. It's just confusing. Go Mediterranean. There's really nothing that I can see. Flexitarian is like you can eat meat occasionally. Well, so can you, and so should you if you're truly following the Mediterranean style. Um, let me just say, I know many of you are on keto. I got family members on keto. Don't shoot the messenger. Uh, the keto diet was ranked 20 out of 24th in this uh, study, this paper, uh, followed by Atkins, SlimFast, and Octavia. Okay, and again, if you're on these diets or you know of them, they're high protein or high fats, minimal carbs, and they receive low rankings for a bunch of reasons, including they're really restrictive, they're really hard to follow long-term, and yes, they eliminate entire food groups. But here you go. I'm going to always give you this side, right? Uh, despite keto's low rating, it got first placed in short-term weight loss. I say this all the time. Not only do all diets work, keto, number one, in short-term weight loss, but they're not considered healthy as a lifestyle. So if you want to lose weight really quickly, yeah, but there's a cost to that. And oftentimes it's lowering your metabolism because you eat through uh, some muscle as you restrict your protein or, um, you know, you restrict your calories and your protein oftentimes. And you come back and you only gain the weight back, you gain more. But that's the problem. It's ranked 20 out of 24th for best overall diet, number one short-term weight loss. And just saying this to you makes me sad because I know many of you are going to go, okay, then I'm definitely going to do it. This is why I always give you the honest truth. I always give you the science. And, and, and this exact point is just a perfect indication of why we have such issues with eating food and weight loss and everything else. The quickest way is never the healthiest way. And the healthiest way takes the longest but it's doable for a lifetime. Is this U.S. News and uh, World Report study uh, the be-all, end-all? Of course not. Pretty good, though. And we're starting to see patterns. And we can break it down. It makes sense. Okay? And, and I like everything about it. 
okay? Everything about that I just read to you. And this is what I do. Do You do you, but I want you to be healthy. I want you to have a healthy relationship with food, right? I want you to fuel your body and your brain. I want you to do that, especially if you have kids, be the role model and find a way to eat that will be for a lifetime. A lifetime, not for a week, not for two weeks, okay? Just, it's that roller coaster we need to get off of and stop spending $33 billion on weight loss products and things like that. Spend that on food. Spend that on some exercise equipment. And start feeling good and looking good for a lifetime. Enough. I didn't think I'd get worked up at all, but I did. <laughs> and again, it, 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 it makes me sad to tell you that keto is voted number one short-term weight loss. But I'm always going to give you the facts. All right? That's one thing you will always get from me. Uh, Tom H. Fit, Instagram, Tom H. Fit, Twitter. If you want to reach out, uh, questions, comments, you can through those social media sites. Also, teamholland.com or fitnessdisrupted.com website. You can email me through there. Um, please rate the show, comment, subscribe, whatever you can do to support it. Greatly appreciated. Fitness Disrupted 2.0 is a brand new feed. Um, and again, I love that, you know, giving you the latest greatest science also with you know if you want the quick fix i'm going to tell you that's the science but please please find a plan for a lifetime uh because there's three things we all control how much we move what we put into our mouths and our state of mind and that is awesome i am tom holland this is fitness disrupted 2.0 i'm going to leave you with my favorite outro now jack lane on my radio show uh many years ago so cool and this is for you i hope that each and every one of you wonderful people that are listening to tom's great show will do something for the most important person on this earth you